are two, number one. You're the captain. Captain. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Welcome to the Five Minute Freak. We're back. We told you we'd be back with the second season of Star Trek Discovery. It's the same crew. Me. Hi. I'm Chris Honeywell. That was Scott McGregor saying hi. And we've got Dario Gonzalez. That's me. Now, Scott, after was usually about 70 feet away from me recording, now he's about, what, like eight blocks away, maybe? Yeah, yeah we're keeping it close. Um... Not as close as my last place, but much better place. So, yeah, Dario's about eight hours away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys used to be able to record with a tin can and uh, two tin cans and a piece of string. Right. Yeah, we just yelled back and forth between the windows. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to run a bridge across so the cat could come and visit me. That would be helpful now. Well, she might have given up on that crazy time. No? What are you doing there, Zippy? Right. Uh, yeah, Lucy, the the space cat, will probably be attacking me eventually. So I'll try to give her some Tranya and mellow her out. Tranya, love it. <laughs> love I had it. too much. I too much Tranya last night, so I'm, I'm a little tired and loopy today. Plus, 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 a friend of mine at the bar gave me some special Romulan ale, so that's not helping matters either. I've got a bottle of Romulan ale here. That's what we drink every week when we want. We're like a Romulan cigarette, really. Um, We want to nitpick about it. um, Funny Klingon cigars. Yeah. (laughs) Ridges or lack of ridges on the cigars. You smoke enough of it and you turn human. Yeah. So that's why their teeth are all fucked up. One of many reasons. Yeah, that's that and the Klingon crystal meth too. That, that <laughs> a lot of, you could always a lot of damage. The crystal meth that they could cling on for sure. Space meth, Klingon space meth. Space meth. That's how they took over the galaxy. And it sounds good. Uh, who needs space meth when you've got fucking you know mushrooms running your starship? Yeah, that's the, that. Yeah. That seems to be some pretty trippy stuff there. Space Uh, meth versus the psychedelic Starfleet. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need need space meth because I have season two of Discovery, which which had a lot. I'm just going over the IMDb page, and I forgot how dense this was. Just so much really good stuff in it. And, and of course, we, we get to have Pike for the entire season and that was like highlight for me anyway i'm gonna make the argument i it was for me too but i'm gonna make the argument a lot of people love pike because he was perfect 
all the acting was 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 pretty on point. Yeah. But Pike was especially great. And now everybody's like, we want a Pike show. And I sort of want a Pike show, but I would make the argument for not having a Pike show. Really? Yep. Elaborate, please. I think he's so perfectly portrayed in this season that that's that they should leave it at that because he's like that he's the i they they flat out say it in one of the episodes in here that like look you're just the best of the starfleet captains everybody yeah. loves him he's like he's and he's deserving of it he's very reasoned and and balanced and he thinks that he's very star trek captain and you can see how Spock and Kirk both were influenced by him by this guy's portrayal of the character and he's he just he he just does this like flawless performance and I think it should be left as that to be like there it is this one season you have your perfect portrayal of a an enterprise captain and and if you started like developing we we know where his character's going you know we so know what his character's fate is and <laughs> yeah. so does he and uh so you could have you could probably have a good pike show and it would be great because he's a great pike but i think i'd like to preserve that in amber that 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 iconic portrayal of pike and just have things work off it you know and have have it have it be there so it's like now you know now you've seen pike in action you know beyond the pilot <laughs> well that's see that's my argument for why there should be a pike show other than just it would be great to see the old enterprise floating around and number one and and new spot well, that's and, another reason for it too is number one was great too yeah I, I would i would rather see a number one show like the john bird number one comics mm-hmm but my argument for I, I think him knowing his destiny would make for interesting character study going forward that, you know, we know every move he makes, you know, maybe he ends up not being the perfect uh, or maybe he ends up still being like the ideal captain. But it, it's because of all these, you know, he makes all these terribly impulsive, you know, decisions, maybe because he knows what his eventual fate is and he's like kind of freed by his own destiny that it's like well i can't get killed to this moment in time so i might as well do what i think is best you know every time that's a even hindrance if too though even if it's really risky you know i would i would think i would rather see a new uh, a pike show before i would see a section 31 show yeah I, me too totally I, oh really i would take the section the section really? 31 show you could do anything with I get. I must have no interest in it, though, for some reason. I, I always thought that kind of angle would—it would just doesn't feel like. I think that's the problem with it that it's not even constrained by like its own universe because it's this super secret Starfleet organization. So you can have new magic technology come out of the woodwork and just yeah, doing it every you want. And just I don't know. I, I was always afraid of the whole discovery thing. And them playing with all these different technologies that we, you know, never saw in the original series and stuff. Well, they wrapped that one up. They've solved that problem by the end of this season, but they still haven't really made me a believer in, in Section 31 stuff yet. Well, as far as the, uh, for the second season and the, um, 
and the whole storyline. What 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 did you guys think? Did, did you enjoy the uh, the points of red light storyline and the uh, and the red angel, or would you have liked to have seen that more standalone episodes? Uh, we had we I think we had probably one standalone episode that, that you could call it uh, this season, almost like a standalone episode. Today. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about the the signals is they allowed. I thought they did it very deftly. That that the, the signal story allowed them to go and have these little nice, somewhat self-contained, very Star Trekky episodes, yeah. um, and still served you know the, the greater story without beating. They started beating us over the head with it later in the season because they had to. But early on, I thought we got some real nice you know self-contained Star Trekky stories that that didn't rely too much on what is the red angel other than that's who's leading him around to these places. Yeah. So I thought the episodes they did up till the, the time they had to start resolving everything in earnest and, you know, having moms show up from the future and shit. Um, they had a couple cl- clunkery ones where they had to cram in a bunch of story elements yeah. and sort of clean up from either side of the standalone stories. But for the most part, it was sort of like, yeah, like, episodic stories mixed in with the the larger storyline and the the whole search for spock thing was a little annoying and even when they found him he didn't even speak for like a couple episodes so we we didn't even really get a good handle on how the actor would handle him. he looked great um he sounded like spock for sure ultimately yeah ultimately i really enjoyed his performance i'd love to see more but Ethan. Yeah, I, I wasn't psyched to have Spock in it at all. I like think Spock is a crutch. I wasn't either at first, but I mean, if we had to but have it, I thought it was done well. <laughs> he was fine, and I'd be and I'd be happy with more Spock in the future. But like, yeah, I. Well, I, um, I wasn't familiar with Ethan with Ethan Peck. The um the actor that I'd never heard of it I, I mean I know I, when they said who he was it's like okay that makes sense but I'd never heard of him as an actor before yeah and I knew Ensign Mount from um, uh, what's that that cowboy show that well he was on, I don't know if you guys watched The Inhumans I didn't watch The Inhumans no I didn't see it um, I watched about half of it <laughs> but uh, he was on that western what is that Hell on Wheels um, where he okay. a, I didn't even recognize him until I said, this guy is good. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, he's on Hell on Wheels. And, Never and, heard of that one either, no. A pretty good little Western show. I um, I really liked it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the um, the uh, the points of light <laughs> and the storyline that it carried. It's tough. I, that's, that's what destroyed the show Enterprise for me. I think it was the third, the third season. They did the uh, Temporal Time War and they yeah. kept out through the entire, almost the entire season, and they didn't, they didn't pull it off. But I think that Discovery managed to pull it off uh, pretty convincingly. What was the, what was the weakest episode for me? And and I think it was the, um, was where they, uh, the, they cut off the Klingon baby head, and 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 um, and they, uh, and they cut off uh, what's his name's head to. Uh, um, it, I think it was the second or third episode where they, I think that might have been the one you were referring to, Chris, where they were trying to yes. tie all, all the loose knots uh, together. Is that the one where Tilly was running around too, having hallucinations of the mushroom? Yeah, girl? yeah, yeah. 
It was, yeah, it was just sort of a bunch of things going on, and it's like, I was done with the Klingons, too. I, was, I thought the Klingons were done, and I'm like, oh, I thought we'd seen the last of this thread yeah. going forward. But um, after that episode, I think all of the episodes were, were strong. And, it, and, and this show is one of the only, maybe two shows that I could not wait. I mean, the other, the other one was the Orville. The Orville. And Discovery. Those, to me, that was TV for the, for the, for the whole week. Well, now that I'm looking at the list of the shows, Jonathan Frakey's directed yeah. a bunch of them, and he's been yeah. doing Orville shows, too. So he's got his yeah. fingers in both of them. Yeah. Yeah, he has. As Commander Riker would, he'd have his fingers in just about anything he could. I, I would hope so. Well, I that's just, <laughs> that's that's a great, that's that's great to know that, like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's involved he oh, must just was... love playing in the universe and probably loves getting paid for it too. So, you know, why not? <laughs> I mean, my, 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 like, I, 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 I think this season improved upon the last season, which I enjoyed. Yeah. But it's still like, it's still brewing. You know what I mean? They're, They're still, still experimenting throwing a lot of spaghetti with it. at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they took a lot of the spaghetti from the first, uh, for, to their benefit. They took a lot of the spaghetti from the first season and threw out some of it and developed other parts of it. And, uh, you know, so they kept a little bit of the spaghetti I wasn't too, you know, happy about or. Or or whatever, but they like, added some spaghetti. And... Yeah, and then they threw new spaghetti. They they were throwing new spaghetti up, but like you know, a lot of the decisions they made in this episode made it even more more Star Trekky. Mm -hmm. Um, I it, but, but, yeah, my only it, it was a little you know the the soap opera aspects of it sometimes got a little iffy and um. The, the I just I don't even care about yeah I haven't cared about uh, Burnham and and the Klingon dude for quite a while like since it began. And well, um. the, the, the couple of Stamets and and his husband that was kind was, of was more compelling than yeah. their love story, yeah. but they 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 sort of pushed it a little bit too soap opera it got a little yeah. too soap opera where he's just like no i just can't be with you and they didn't really explore then that it, then it kind of resolved too quickly and then too. it just kind of yeah. resolved you know and like i i was like this is a really complicated situation and you want to see the two of them get back together and stuff but it's like it just that that was a little bit the but they, they were just minor things. the what the, the thing that like bothered me the most about the show is the a lot of the directors just got really like there were a couple times when they had nice swirling shots of the bridge and you would see everybody doing their job and it would be this long swirling panning camera shot maybe even computer enhanced mm -hmm. but it would be a really nice shot and i think um they went crazy with it you know yeah. There was a lot of like over-directed scenes with cameras whipping around and going yeah. upside down and, and, and around and. Each episode was was sometimes it, it ran the gauntlet of that. You know, there would be different, just totally. I like different directors. The camera's almost always moving in this show, which is a modern trope, but it, it, they really they really wangle around with the that you know, and sometimes it works. 
but you know a lot of times with star trek you know being just straightforward with it really gets it across like the orville you know you don't have to reinvent the wheel with it and you don't have to blow my socks off with special effects with star trek do it everyone i mean you know this one built up to a giant you know in incredibly complicated you know space battle yeah well i think it's what people expect nowadays maybe i mean we're yeah you know my my favorite star trek space battle is still in the matara nebula you know it's the the submarine hunt Mm -hmm. um but you know that's probably not going to sell nowadays. So. Well, even even so, they <laughs> battles in the last couple in these two seasons have been earned. Or, or, right. And not, not even well, the first one it was like in the first couple episodes they had it where it was kind of clumsy. And it, but it had and it's great seeing the the Enterprise duke it out with some things, obviously. But I mean, yeah, like all the the drones and everything just get kind of CGI soup after a while. But um. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely dumped some money into the special effects budget, though. Got to give them that. Did you guys happen to watch the short treks? No, I didn't. I, I, I did. Honestly, yeah. didn't have any interest in them, and I probably should have. But that, yeah, that was one of the things I liked the most about it is they tied every, I think, just about every short trek into the um, into the series, with the exception of well, the um, the Harry Mud one mm-hmm. really have anything and. And you can argue that the last one that they had were the uh, were where uh, Discovery was way in the future and had developed, you know, uh, as sentience. Yeah. Like that, that that has to come back, I think, at some point. Uh, but I thought that was kind of a neat little trick. Even even the first one where uh, they had the Hawaiian princess had come back later on. Well, I mean, the the Discovery ended up. Spoiler in the future at the end of uh, yeah. the season. Yeah. So, so Crofter, I forgot what that guy's uh, name was. It's going to be interesting to see if, um, but you know, if Michelle, if uh, Giorgio is is going to star in the uh, Section Thirty One show, then you know that she's going to have to find a way to get back. Yeah, I mean, which I don't know. which kind of makes me. I mean, are you guys happy with the idea that this that this show is that the next season is going to be set? You know, it's going to be Voyager, basically. Yeah. Like time time Voyager. Yeah. Now, how long how long is it in the future again? I, I forget exactly. You know, like it was like thousands and thousands yeah, and th- I, it was like fifty thousand years or something like that. Right. It, was a, it was a good was span 50, of time. Uh, but you know the um. The whole argument is that okay, now we can we can be freed from canon. We don't have to worry about uh, what people are going to say and does this work or, or does this not work because you know we're so far in the future that that the argument is hey we can do whatever we want to do. Uh, would you guys have been happy with uh, with keeping the uh, discovery in present times or are you okay with with it moving so far? Into well, I think it. I think it opens up some great possibilities but it opens up some narrative problems too i mean because you know, who, who's to say there's anything even being run on like dilithium well i guess they still have the spore drive but yeah. you know I, I guess that's their saving grace in the in the future and they'll probably eventually figure out how to use that to get back in time too or something and then it'll be the last maybe last maybe, gasp but of like... the spore drive or whatever but well you're you're forgetting though that they that like if in order for them to get 
even get back. It's not a matter of getting back. They purposely went there to keep. Right. If they get uh, back, it's without it's without discovery or without the information. They, right. they they're gonna have to like. Oh well, I can already see how they could resolve it. Is they'll like, you know, use it. They'll find some genetic code in it, and they'll they'll find a pla- a dead planet and like start and it'll convert it. You know, they'll figure out how to convert it into one of those life forms, like the one that they took the information off of. And start the cycle again. They could just as easily run into like you know the Starfleet thousands of years in the future. Be like, yeah, we we know what's going on. We got this, and they aim a gun at the fucking you know Superboard core or whatever it was, and 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 just eliminate it and be like, all right. And uh, and also, by the way, we have time travel, so if you want to go back, here we go. Well, that's the thing is they've got all the information on that thing too, so they probably uh, should be able to figure out how to. Maybe even make, you know, use of something else other than dilithium or something. You know, right. there's all sorts of possibilities with that. With them not coming back, that helps a lot with continuity and overall Star Trek storiness of, like, yeah. why you don't have spore drives and, you Yeah, know, they could have done it any number of ways, but I think this is a clever way to do it as long as they, yeah, play in the rules of their own universe and don't just end up plopping back in the middle of the next season. It's 950 years in the future. Okay, so that's okay, not, that's not yeah. that that far, really. Yeah. No, you know. Yeah. You know so, I mean, yeah, I mean, if they had gone, like, thousands or something, I, I, I got thinking, it's like, well, what if mankind has all just become beings of energy now? You know, we've all, decided, we've all evolved into, you know, well, or this the, is sort the of board what runs everything. For Star or, Trek for a yeah. long time is, yeah. is like, Move forward with it. Stop. Yeah. I stop. Think stop combing over. You know yeah. the the storyline of the timeline that's already covered, and go forward and get speculative with it. You know. Yeah. So now instead of like I like that's an, another thing like with why I don't want Pike is, I'm one of those people. I don't want to know everything. You know. It, it, nowadays with the way our media is, yeah. you can you can shine a light into every nook and cranny of every you know world and every character in it and their whole histories and stuff and sometimes it's better like sometimes it's better to have pike as just this shining example and not like superhuman you know have a whole three three you know a successful show that runs like three to five seasons where they have to like really humanize him and make him more complicated and and this and that or and you know and then the actor decides that he is pike and starts shattering it up and making them write stuff you know right it just uh, the, you, you sort of have it exist as this thing and that that's how, sort of how star trek they want to do it and it's like let's find out how the klingon war started and it's like no it's just like a good thing to have in the history books you know and go into your Star Trek reference and read about like some of the battles in it, but you know, and the, and that's the thing is, there's people going, oh, this is a battle of that that was in the Concordance, you know, when yeah. so, when they wrote the the history of it, and it's like, I don't care, man, all that yeah. stuff's already happened, and and like all our characters exist despite it, and <laughs> and, and all that, so. I don't, you know, it's it's interesting and sometimes it's fun to see it, but that's not the compelling stuff 
that 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 drives me to it. You know what I mean? Were you happy with the callback that they did? I mean, I mean, when when Talos Five was mentioned, I know Scott and I were texting each other and just like, going ape shit. And the first yeah. Scott said to me was, "Oh, Chris is either gonna love this or he's gonna hate." This. <laughs> yeah. No, and, they 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 did it well. They they yeah. they pulled it off. So like, that's the thing. Like. I, I don't want the callbacks. I do not want, do not want, but the way that they, I, I enjoy their Harry mud, you know? Yeah. And, right. and, and I hate Harry mud. I fucking hate Harry mud. And I don't want him to show up and he always shows up <laughs> and this, he's bearable in this. Yeah. He's enjoyable in it. And I did not want Spock. He's a crutch, you know, everybody, you but, know, but see with Harry pop- Mudd, that's one of those things where you, you don't, you know, in the original series, you hated him, didn't want to know anything about his past. Well, I mean, a lot of people obviously loved him. His shows were like wildly popular. Episodes. Yeah. They brought him back, you know, in, in Star Trek, which they rarely did with any character yeah. like that. So, and I mean, he, yeah, he was, but giving a little more nuance in that character, it made you like him more. So well, yeah, he was he was, one of those... he was more of an asshole, and that he could be yeah. more of an asshole nowadays, and that suits his character be- better because he was an asshole then. But you know, you can have the ruthlessness in him, and they still have the same doofiness. But he's not just a bumbling, yeah, like, yeah. And and the I think the portrayal of him was just in that was just kind of too. He was like he stepped out of Bewitched or something. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, exactly. And uh, but um, but like Spock is just like oh you gotta oh okay we're gonna bring back Spock okay whatever, you know we we just had another Spock and yeah this guy and and like I didn't like the Spock in the movies that much yeah. he was acceptable and like yeah, up and, he yelled Khan. yeah and the people who do the like star trek new voyages type stuff the 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 people who do like the fan yeah the fan star stuff. trek shows they always the spocks and those always suck so it's just like uh it's so you know and it's a and plus we've got burnham being his sister you know adopted sister and stuff yeah. So we know he's going to come in, but I didn't really want him to come in. It worked. It worked. It was a troubled Spock, but he what like it was like, oh, is this going to be emo Spock? But no, he it, you you can see the carrot. You can see the like Nemoiness of it. Right. A lot better than the, than the new movies, because that was definitely like emo. Too yeah. Emo Spock, you know. Yeah. Doughy face, baby face Spock yeah. wasn't working for me. We got we got a whole, almost a whole season to develop this period's character. How about the other um, the other characters? What what characters do you think got fleshed out more this season? Like, let's talk about maybe maybe Tilly. Mary Tilly Hall. got better this season. Yeah. I really didn't like Tilly in the first season. They I think they fleshed fleshed out her character pretty. It was a couple of times where she was a little bit. Yeah, a little bit kind of annoying. Uh, they, they still are, yeah, they still are writing her to be this, you know, that's essentially her character to be the annoying person in the crew that, you know. The, she's the avatar the... for what they, that what pisses me off is she's the avatar for what they picture we are. Right, yeah. She's she's like, they're like, let's write a character that's like a Star Trek that just fan. loves being in Star Trek. That yeah. Just, just, yeah, there's a there's an element to her character that's just like, 
and I get it. She's a, a, a newbie and she wants to be a captain someday, so she's enthusiastic. Yeah. But it's uh, you know, she's almost it's heavy-handed. It's really almost heavy-handed. Is too self-aware that <laughs> yeah. she's in Star Trek and it's right. awesome. <laughs> yeah. To the point of where they had to have her say, "Science is fucking awesome." Yeah. Last yeah. time, and yeah, and and a lot of her dialogue was sort of like something off, tw- uh, you know, a Twitter feed or a T-shirt. Yeah. Something. It was kind. It was kind of a little modern. So, but they, you know, they they put her through hell in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she had a rough. They leathered her up a little bit. They put her through some Cronenberg body horror. Yeah. yeah. It, so so yeah. So her character is is they're 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 you know both in the show and. As a character, they're grooming her towards being a, a leadership captain type person. Mm-hmm. So, and it's obvious that that's part of her personality because of, you know, there's still work at, you know, there's still, I, I like how they work the mirror universe in this and like how Tilly can see, like, well, in the mirror universe, I was like, I, I you know, the, the, when they had Georgia with, uh, where she was trying to uh, get into um, Stamets's pants. Yeah, and she, and he's just like I'm gay, and she's just yeah. like oh, my universe. You'd do anybody that was <laughs> that yeah, 50 right. feet with you, and and <laughs> did a good job too. And he was just like, hey. Yeah. I think I think they did a great job of of uh, developing Saru's character a little. Yeah, bit. I mean, yeah, the one really, they really, you know, it, that was one of the best episodes for me. Without pounding whole... on it either. Yeah, they, they, that they, they could have been like that several... episode. Yeah, that, that was a densely written, die. really, really great written episode. I mean, they, they could have but stretched they, they that out. Every bit of like, but I really thought he was he was he was a goner because I was like, oh well, Doug Jones is expensive too. Yeah. 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 You know. Um... You don't get Mac tonight for pennies, man. Yeah, they could always put makeup on somebody else. But, yeah, but that's the thing is he's yeah, he's he's a he's a fucking Andy Circus. He's a you know uh, Lon Chaney. Yeah, I mean, know. He's not an easy character to play. If you if you watch him, just the way that he walks, he has to walk a certain way. They never really show his feet because he basically has hooves. Right. <laughs> so every once in a while they'll show a, a, a foot shot of this guy and, and he's you know, he's up on these high heels the guy has he has hooves yeah and and yeah it's, it's a tough and any actor that is that is completely covered in, in face makeup like that it's got to be hard for you to to act and because you're being robbed of, of that's why you can't hire anybody but doug jones to do it yeah. Just, yeah. and and, it, and it's interesting because <laughs> his acting style on it when I when I first started seeing it, well, right from the beginning, I'm like, he's the most engaging, you know, he's the Spock of this crew, you know, he's the most interesting character. But at the same time, he had a little bit of Spock to him, and he had a little bit of Data in him. Like he mm-hmm. really speaks a lot like Brent Spiner's Data. He has yeah, that yeah. sort of soft-spoken pre- precision. But then again, he does have emotions. So it was. It was a very like almost like standard, you know. You're the Star Trek, the alien. You're gonna pay the most attention to, you know, the important alien in the story who's gonna be like Spock. But 
it really works and sort of data was like that it was like okay when they did next generation it's like okay data's a spock he's he's a compelling character and you know he's almost in the same like emotional he has no emotions whereas you know spock was had them but was holding them but the same sort of idea and that formula really works with saru but then when you know the 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 whole thing about their his his panic flaps dropping off was at first I thought kind of stupid, but the more yeah. I thought about it, the more I thought that's a that's a nice little concept. And they they got you know just his little freak out when he finds out how mu- how his race has gotten swindled. Yeah. In yeah, that. I mean, yeah, I I thought. Yeah, because that... at first it felt like magic tribbles. It's like oh shit, he's just gonna survive it, you know. Yeah, uh, because you know, because we like having him on the show. But they did something, yeah, very intriguing, and basically turned him in. I kind of wanted to see several episodes of him going back and being like a revolutionary. Well, that's what I. That's yeah. where I thought it was heading. I thought he was going to sort yeah, of pull the discovery was... into a revolution on his yeah. planet because he was just like, how can I let people keep getting you know, chowed down? And that would have been. I could have watched that the rest of the season. But... I also enjoyed. <laughs> Uh, the new character, what engineer Reno? That the uh, the chick that they yeah yeah Lady McCoy. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see more of of, uh, of her. I thought she was she was uh, the perfect foil for Stamets. I thought when they were together, they were yeah just, they, they had some good like, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you ever you guys ever seen Outland? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that we were. She's talking a doctor about from place. Outland and yeah. McCoy mixed together. <laughs> She sometimes her dialogue is a little bit like too screenwritery, you know, modern sort of sassy speak from the internet. But she's a good actress and she's a good, just like salty, fucking cynical, you know, leather leathered up doctor, you know. Yeah, yeah, her her character is great. She's not a worry war like McCoy, but she just I I kind of like him, but you know she's no nonsense was, like he was. It was kind of weird how they brought her in and and they brought her in like here she is this new character, she's awesome, and then she just sort of disappeared for a while. Yeah, it's just to about the point where you're like, where the hell, what the hell happened with this doctor? They got a new doctor on the ship, you know, and she'd be a good foil for Stamets. They hate each other, and then. And then all of a sudden she's just like, I'm back and yeah. I'm pissy. Was, <laughs> yeah. She wasn't a doctor. That's why she's a badass. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. She's like and a she, self-trained. Yeah. yeah. Everyone alive by using her engineering skills. Yeah. And, yeah. and she just read a textbook, you know, so she's obviously like super smart. Yeah. And, and yeah, she, she was great. Uh, how about, uh, the, the whole control, uh, I, well, did, did you guys? I thought it was, it was just her. a thing. It was like oh, a yeah, little, was bit, little really, bit of the Matrix, a little bit of the Borg. Yeah, I was, a, a I'm little glad bit they of, didn't just turn that into like this. Here's the origin of the Borg. You know, yes, I, they could have easily done that, and that would have been easy, in my opinion. You know, now that I look back, you're right. It would have been too easy, but I was a hundred percent sure that's where it was going to go. When, yeah. When, he, when that when that guy got infected. He, his veins turned black, his eyes just, and then the nano, the nano, the, the 
nanites even were kind of greenish in color. Right. Yeah. It's, this is the board, man. This yeah. is they're going to do something here. But you're right. I'm glad that they didn't because that would have been too easy, you know. Uh, but control was only ever mentioned. From what I understand, control was only mentioned in one Star Trek novel uh, that they that they mentioned that that Section Thirty One was was run by a computer program mm -hmm. called Control, and that's what I like. They're not afraid. They weren't afraid to reach into these little obscure references and pick them out and say, "Hey, you know, we're gonna." I don't know if they were afraid to or that if that was just a good way to plumb ideas, <laughs> some good yeah. wells to go to to plumb ideas, you know? Yeah, you know. That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars did it with some, <laughs> with some extended universe stuff that they've discarded. Yeah. <laughs> you know that between now and in the future that Section 31 is going to become much more clandestine and uh, and not a lot of people are going to know about it. One of one of my favorite moments was where um, he, he um, I keep forgetting that 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 the, the character's name the Klingon guy touched touched his communicator a la Next Generation he touched his his badge you know and it, and it was a communicator and everyone's like what the hell is that you know they obviously have technology that that is years ahead of of everyone else so I thought for sure man this is board technology I was I would have bet the farm on it that yeah. That Happen. that it, this season was full of surprises every episode you know, uh you met mark chris and i would go over to his house because he has that huge freaking tv set and we would just have drinks and watch it and every episode we would we'd come out and smoke a cigarette and just discuss it for for like a half hour because there was so much to digest and so much to figure out and it, it was just I can't remember a show where, where we could just sit down and try and figure out what the hell we just saw and and uh, and just have fun doing it. Pretty much every episode I would like about I would I would be watching it going, Jesus Christ, this is probably wrapping up pretty soon. And then I would like go and look and see how far across and it would be about halfway done. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> they were dense. They were all dense. packing the stuff almost, in almost to a fall. I yeah, noticed almost, the one character we're not really raving about yet, which is Michael. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and I, I that that's the disadvantage to the whole Pike thing is that I think he overshadowed her like so much in this that I just didn't care about. I mean, I was kind of digging the Spock stuff, but I, I honestly just kind of didn't care about anything not Pike or Saru or Talos Five or whatever, you know. Yeah, you're right. Talos Four. <laughs> Now that you mention it, you're you you were uh, you're right about that because he almost he was a, you know Pike stole the stole the show uh, yeah. this season and uh, and uh, did you guys like the interpretation of the Enterprise? Yeah, a lot. I mean, it was close enough to to what we remember, and and they even you know we even had a couple little explanations on why they use the screens they do, and you know in the original series. Um, didn't they? And they said something yeah. at one point. They kind of dropped it. You know, it's like, right. all right, well, we're taking those things out of the Enterprise now. You know, when they were doing the uh, are you guys happy that control they, fuckery? That they tried to uh, appease the fans that are like really hard ass canon people, or do you think they just should have said fuck it? You know, like we don't we don't need to explain everything. I mean, they went they went through a lot this season to to try and, and fix some of the issues that people had probably they gave the Klingons hair 
they 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 had Pike get rid of the holograms on the Enterprise. Yeah. Is that really necessary? Was that necessary? Uh, that that I mean, I I find that stuff. I I I. I like wish people would just like go with their imagination <laughs> like it's a mod it's a 2019 produced show yeah you know come on you're not gonna sell you're not gonna sell technology that looks like it's that we have better you know <laughs> yeah. we have touch screens. blinking lights instead of you know a video screen right right and dials and yeah and, yeah, and pots yeah. like you know basically basically like just done up sound mixing boards right yeah you know and and you're just not gonna sell it and you can't focus there's there's you know no big generation like the baby boomers anymore you have to sell to more than one generation so you can't just sell to the 50s and over crowd I'm not a huge yeah. fan of fan service, but yeah, I, I do appreciate it. Like in that that respect, that you know, they're they're trying to please everybody, and I think they've developed a formula where they they do please everybody at the expense of probably everybody. Also, I mean, everybody's also going to be like, yeah, there's stuff that I have problems with the show, you know, like there's part that this this show in the two seasons. Well, you know, every once in a while we'll do something that'll seriously get my eyes rolling back in my head and yeah. it's like, oh, come on. But at the same time, I'll take that because it's it's solidly Star Trek feeling, you know, and it and it's and it's I mean, I look forward to every episode and I follow and like I'm engaged in the story in it. And that's pretty much, you know what I want from Star Trek, it doesn't, everyone doesn't have to be an Oscar winning, you know, Emmy winning thing, you know, it just has to, it, it just has to tell the story and they, they are trying to, now, if you want to compare it to the Orville, you know, that's a whole other show. Ooh, no, we don't, because I haven't but, seen any of them yet. So. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> you know. I will I mean, someday, I promise. It's 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 trying to, it's trying to, ride the. I, I it's I, it's way more successful than the movies. You know, it understands or it has gotten the understanding beaten into it from hearing people like us gripe about it. That you know, it's that we'll we'll set it in the canon universe. You know. There's there there like it 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 this this is just an illustration that J.J. Abrams did really didn't have to you know create a split off yeah separate universe in order to make it work and have the technology be you know a little more whatever or whatever he just just do it you yeah. know <laughs> no just, I mean just, yeah just I mean could have just been go years, with it. yeah. Here's the one and a half years of the. Here's the one and a half years of you know you just you you set up the original cast and you had some great actors portraying him, and then you just go okay so here's the year and a half, you know of the five year mission that that you didn't get to see on TV but we don't have to change anything you know, but they did. If 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 when when you know when he did the movie they had to make that decision, (laughs) or anybody had ever seen the movie. Yeah. So they made that decision, and then 
you know, there was a split as to whether anybody cared or not or liked it or, or didn't or people grudgingly would go along with it or whatever. But on TV, you have a lot of lot more leeway to correct and 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 mess around like with this. So, you know, well, there were rumors early on and once the story started developing and I almost thought it might go that way and I was almost kind of hoping it would go that way since there's been problems in the you know, there probably literally isn't like a new Star Trek movie coming out for a while and that that movie cast is probably done with it. Well, well Discovery takes up the time of about it has about the the amassed time of like 13 or 14 Star Trek movies. Yeah. You Which know. is why it always works better on TV, anyway. Yeah. You know? yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But I, I was hoping I had I'd read that maybe this season of Discovery would somehow retcon the movie verse, you know, and uh, with yeah. a time travel fuckery. And I'm kind of like, bring it, please, do it, just do it. No, just, just. I'm I'm happy to just walk away from that movie continuity and and let it let it just be over over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's another it's there. another dimension <laughs> yeah so hopefully the next one will be quentin tarantino and who knows what universe that'll be in <laughs> well, I, w- I won't even care no. you know no. i don't no. need it explained to me i'll just i'll just follow it and see what i think you know think of the story of it you know i think scott you're absolutely right what this season did was it kept us guessing with yeah. some different thing. You're right. I was I was uh I was thinking about those rumors about them fixing the timeline and I heard rumors that you know it was Spock was going to that 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 prime Spock doesn't make mistakes and this was all planned that it was going to go back and he was going to fix this rift in the timeline and and everything was going to be fine and and that's why after every episode I was just going, well fuck, there goes that there goes yeah. that three, you know, that was okay. That's yeah. who I figured Red Angel was at first, was Prime Spock for Oh yeah, I thought for sure. <laughs> I really did. I would have yeah. bet would have bet the farm that the Red Angel was gonna be Prime Spock, you know. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as I saw as soon as they got the clear vision of the hips on it, I knew it was Burnham. Yeah. It, it was her mom. I think it was her well, no, it was her. It was Burnham. It was her. Yeah, they, they switched wonky. it. They switched it up, and I was like, "Oh, it was her mom." That does a bit, that. That's okay. They fooled me on that one, but then oh. in the end, it was Burnham. Yeah, it was nice. I, I kind of liked how they resolved all that. I mean, and I'm excited about it being in the future. But I, honestly, I just couldn't. It wasn't my favorite, most compelling. I didn't care about the the Red Angel mystery as much as I did enjoy a lot of the other stuff. So it was it had a little more friction when it was like you were thinking maybe Pike was gonna get wrapped up in the religious. It was gonna have a religious connotation to it. Yeah, yeah. And then like pretty quickly, everybody was like, "Oh no, this has science. This is science." Yeah. So that was that was neat and also very star trek a little bit star trek what five five with spot's yeah. brother yeah you know sort of sort of yeah. stuff Cyborg. i'm still Cyborg, kind of upset yes. we we haven't like cyback has been apparently erased from reality i thought maybe we'd get at least a mention somehow or at least the reason they don't mention him anymore, you know, because apparently the Spock family is... Yeah, but we're not we'll, we'll going about, about that because nobody again. mentions him. Right. <laughs> Spock's got a lot of fucking secrets, man. 
apparently. See, yeah. I mean, that was that was the original problem with it. What Star happens Trek during Ponfar stays in Ponfar. Yeah, no, they already took care of that in Star Trek Five because yeah. in Star Trek Five, everybody was like Cybok. Who the fuck is Cybok, man? Why haven't we heard of this guy? So, and Cybok is probably the reason that they, since they were able to float Cybok, that they were able to float Burnham too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like well, just, it's, look at Spock has with this extended family. Who else do we know? Right. Well, we know now that if there's a scandal in the Spock family, they just you know disavow you and never speak of you again. So yeah, how many of those are <laughs> floating around the universe? <laughs> it was uh, it was just fun, and and, and uh, you know it, it, I guess it's going to be got I, I believe the Picard show is going to come out before the next season of. Uh, Discovery. Discovery's been renewed, and the 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 Orville have been renewed. So there's all that Star Trek and Picard Star Trek, and God only knows what else. There's supposed to be the animated. There's an animated series coming. There's, there's two animated series coming up. There's one oh, that's going to sure. air only on Nickelodeon, and it's going to be animated in the kind of in the style of um, of uh, Rebels, you know. Yeah, that type of animation, and then the other one is called Lower Decks, which is going to be is developed by the same people that are doing Rick and Morty, so it's going to be a a strictly a a comedy type of uh, of cartoony deal that's going to be on the Nickelodeon one. From what I understand, is is a bunch of teenagers find a derelict starship and take Mm -hmm. off on crazy adventures or something like that. It's definitely you know meant meant for for the younger a younger audience, but but I, I think you guys worry that we might be getting a little bit overtrekked, like like they did with like I think that may have, may have done with Star Wars. Maybe I think it's possible. I mean that's that's kind of why I'm not watching the Orville yet because I just don't want to oversaturate my brain and there's too many other things to watch too. Um, and that's honestly, what you say now. That's well, there's saying. honestly like a little guilt factor too, which is weird and fanboyish of me, but it's like so I you say feel now. Like, that's what you say uh, now. But I once know. You watch well, it. Th- th- that's why I'm waiting. That's why I'm, I think I'm waiting till one or the other ends, and then I'll start it. <laughs> so if you almost feel like I'm betraying. Could Trek be a long time because both of them are doing pretty good. Probably yeah, Discovery. You know. I I would bet Discovery could end before the <laughs> Orville. Yeah, yeah, potentially because it probably. Cost, I mean, it's, I don't know if it costs more to make or not. I don't know what Orville's special effects is Oh, like, it definitely, but... it definitely costs more to make than the Orville, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Intentionally and probably good, you know, in well, a good it way. puts all of its, like, they'll, they'll save all of its special effects money for one, for one episode or two episodes. And I, and I think maybe Discovery did that as well because that you know the yeah but but they do it on a bigger scale the 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 orville does have some like very nice special effects moments don't get me right especially after the second season definitely up you know their their budget might have gotten up a little bit but um it's yeah it's 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 not you know discovery was it was is basically cinematic you know yeah they're shooting it cinematic style, whereas, whereas the Orville is, is, it's you know shot like a it's a form it's a formula you know. Yeah, it's twice as many episodes too. I mean, right? I mean, they do like a full twenty-two or. No, no. I no. think it was only fourteen. Okay. This I season. 
I think the way for these guys to go is is to have one is to, is there for always have maybe one Star Trek show on at any given time. Like you know, I think back when the the Next Generation was on, what was the most we had? We had two going at one time, didn't we? Have Deep Space Nine and uh, and the Next Generation running side by side if i'm not mistaken i think yeah deep space nine and voyager and enterprise might have all been going at once there was definitely a saturation then but here's the thing is now you can just ignore one for a while you can let you can watch it at your own leisure so you can like like you can be like "Ah, i'm just into discovery for now watch discovery and then like shit that's that's what happened with star trek before i still haven't watched Voyager or Enterprise or Deep Space Nine yet because I was like when they started up I'm like this is too much I was just watching Next Generation and this I was like I can't keep up with all these shows I don't have time yeah and it was TV so you had to catch them on TV too so it was just like I you know so I was like, I'll catch him on the flip side. And someday, and now the thing is, I can, like, in a couple of weeks, I can take care of any of those yeah, shows, yeah. you know? And, and we have fewer episodes, too. Yeah, that's nice. Well, episodes, <laughs> you know, as opposed to, what, 20-something, you know? Uh, I, yeah, I started watching the original series again a while ago, and I, I got through the pilot, basically, and then I just looked at the episode list and like, yeah, I'd love to see a lot of these again, but do I want to see all of them again right now when I have to watch five other shows? <laughs> some of some of them Star Trek, and uh, I hate to say it, I mean, yeah, I, I would probably pick and choose what Star Trek I watch if they if they pump them out in in yeah. the frequency they say they're going to, and I yeah. Think- I mean, you know, my, I'm my, still, my choice I, would probably be like a Pike show, number one, Discovery, number two, and maybe one of the animateds, number three in section 31 way down at the bottom. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm watching the Picard show for sure. When yeah, yeah. Are you guys excited about the Picard show? I just don't even know what to expect. So I, 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 I am, but I mean, it's, I think it's I great. I wrap my head around it. I really just don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. So it's great news, but I, I like, I think I'm gun shy about getting too excited about things a lot of times. So I just like, is I chalk it down as oh it's great that that's happening yeah and I then and now I just like I just put it on the back burner of my mind until the show actually starts going right and like make sure it finishes because I hate to like get morose here but uh, Carrie Fisher that's all I'm saying you know when we we watch these yeah, I don't know other properties Stewart, with I don't know if Patrick Stewart did as many drugs. <laughs> Right, but he's also 80-something, so, you know, time catches up with you regardless, eventually. Uh, Well, yeah, well, I mean, (laughs) by the time the show comes out, well, yeah, well, they're filming it now, so. Yeah, I'm just saying, if it, you know, maybe I'll watch it after they've completed their run, if they're able to, is all I'm saying. So you're going to binge watch it, is what you say you would would do? Probably, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You, I probably will watch it weekly. Who knows? We'll be with Star Trek going on. So, yeah, I'll definitely be. I was never the hugest, like, Next Generation or Deep Space fan. So, you know, or Voyager. So, I mean, I like, wasn't as invested in his character as, as some people are. See, uh, I, I think, like, 
I don't know. I still have to see the other the other ones. I've seen a couple episodes of Voyager and a couple episodes of Enterprise, and I don't know if I or maybe it what maybe it wasn't Voyager. Maybe it was a Deep Space Nine. I saw one the one one show that crossed over with Trouble with Tribbles, and I saw yeah, the one, was, and I think it was Enterprise that did the Mirror Universe. Yeah, Deep Space yeah. Nine. Yeah, it was the Tribble and. The Mirror Universe was was kind so, of interesting to watch. I haven't seen a, a single episode of Voyager. And those I started the watching it when it first came out, but again, I was kind of having truck burnout and and uh, other things in my life going on, like probably marriage and stuff. So I don't remember when that came out exactly. <laughs> but like, so, if I had to, if I had to watch a Trek show all the way through, I would probably watch Next Generation because I think that's the most distilled Trek. You know, I, I mean, the, the original Trek is like the stuff that starred me on it, and I think it's just fucking phenomenal. But, like, the next generation is, like, I think the most, like, besides Star Trek the motion picture, that and Star Trek the motion picture are the most, like, this this was the idea behind Star Trek, you know, the Gene Roddenberry vision. Yeah. yeah for better they, or worse. I thought they did that real well this season. Um, as well, I, I said the uh, the fat that I feel like they could have trimmed aside. I enjoyed it fully. It was just too much, almost too much going on. They they have to. I'm I'm assuming now that we're in Voyager land and and deep deep time travel and you know whole new universe that that there won't be as much fan service and they can kind of get on with with the story, well, you know, a more focused story anyway. Well, the interesting thing is that you haven't watched the short track, Scott, but if you get a chance, um, the short track that takes place in the future, mm-hmm. um, the, the character, I believe his name is Croft or Kraft or something. Uh, he's fighting a war against the Vidresh, which is a bastardization of the Federation. So, it, it makes me wonder, has the Federation lost its way? Have they become the, the enemies all of a sudden? Or So that's what's getting me excited. It'll, it'll be a total flip of the coin. I have no idea. Does, does the Federation even exist? Right, that's what I'm thinking. There's going to be some, at least, I, I mean, I guess we're hoping it exists, that that ideal continues. But as I said, who knows? It could, any number of things could have happened. Yeah, well, that'll be almost that'll a thousand be years. Thing. Or maybe they'll be so advanced that they'll be in as insufferable as the people in Next Generation, like <laughs> condescending. Right. You know, also they may see Discovery, you know, how is Discovery going to explain their presence to a new Starfleet is kind of the most interesting thing, I would think. Crack uh, the history books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it'd still be around. Her species lasts for for. For millennia, from what I understand, maybe she can make an appearance, little whoopee or something out there. Yeah. It could be anything. Like the Romulans could be in charge and be total, like, you know, totally like the Federation by now. They could have totally yeah. mellowed out, and they could be more like some sort of like, they, they, you know, like the Hulk in in um, Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> found, their, found their happy medium. They don't have a planet anymore, so right. Yeah, so they just mellow out and just couch surf and <laughs> rule the galaxy. Oh, I, I I really enjoyed the season. 
I mean, do you guys do you guys uh, have a have a rating for it on a scale of one to ten? We we did this at the end of uh of the first season. I I I'd give it a solid like eight out of ten. I'd give it a warp seven point five. I think. Yeah. Maybe just a little 20, too much going on. Uh, twenty to twenty five percent eye roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I would probably you know I'm probably gonna be there with you, Chris. And, Eight, a high, a high, high, high eight uh, for me. I, I think I think it was great. I mean, I, it's been a long time since I since I've had it, and and I think you guys are right when you said Star Trek belongs on TV. Totally. I mean, yeah. As I said, they just you're allowed to do the really good writing standalone stuff, and you're allowed to have a bigger story too. Episodic TV is just where it's at for just about any medium if you can afford to do it right. And you got good actors and good writers. I mean, it always comes down to that anyway. And all the writers that are out there are mostly, like, writing for that style of TV, too, so. And I got to hand it to the guy, I think it's, isn't it Alex Kreutzman that, that does this one, or Kurtzman? Yeah. Um, who, you know, has been involved in the movie Trek, too, but. He, he said in interviews that this one would, you know, we'll make sure this all fits in canon for you, and essentially by throwing discovery of the future he's he's been true to his word i guess as long as they don't they said they suddenly find for me i guess right if they suddenly find a solution and end up back here you know well here in their own you know 23rd century um you know within like three episodes of the next season i'm not going to be happy but uh, george you know. has to get back if they're doing it yeah i don't yeah they gotta for me to have any interest in 31 at all Section 31, they're, they're going to have to figure well, that's out what I, logically. Yeah, it would basically... section. I'm less interested in Section 31 I think there should still the angel suit. I mean, that still exists technically, doesn't it? I mean... I, for, I don't know. They have the specs for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they can build... They built one. Yeah. But I, I just... Like, like I like the idea of Section 31 more as, like, you know, a delivery system for Giorgio... Yeah. The, the concept of of 31 so well you know but, I, I guess if you know we want to see i mean i i would expect that to be the more you know dark-sided it would be the star deep Trek space show. nine version yeah. of the star you know yeah well, i guess I that I, not having seen i, I, I want to see closer to pike star trek than I think covert they, dark Star Trek. They've had enough covert and dark Star Trek. Kind of straightforward, good stuff. That ending was a little rushed, tying everything together on the last episode with the tribunal and, and everyone. But I, I, I would have maybe one more episode. I think I've kind of, I kind of would have liked to, to have seen that maybe. I, I mean, it, they did a good enough job, you know, telling okay, we're just not going to talk about it. But I, I had that problem with the first season. I thought it ended kind of choppy, like right. Yeah, there. no, I agree with you. I wasn't, I wasn't really satisfied with the whole. Well, we just won't speak about Michael ever, you know, with the Spock family. But. Hey, hey, look, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that they're just able to end it in a, <laughs> you know, they, remember we're coming out of J.J. Abrams land. These are yeah. people that are like worked with J.J. Abrams you know famously like right. not just jj yeah. abrams but all the people that like associated and have spiraled out just can't 
plant the ending of things. So this right. has been, yeah, plan- this, this is... has planned out like seasonal arcs that end in like you know they you could tell they planned a beginning middle end for this yeah for his shoddy record. Chris Kurtzman did did well on this one. I, I gotta give him props because yeah he hasn't. You know, he's he's one of the people that's kind of blamed for the lost stuff. And (laughs) they like to do the twists and the the whole (laughs) section where you're, you know, the beginning of the season where you're like, what the hell is going on here? But at least they they actually have, you know, when they were writing it, they knew where it was going. So it's kind of important sometimes. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm always going to take that when that happens. Yeah, I definitely I definitely enjoyed it, man. I'm going to. I'm gonna miss it not being around for a while, you know. Oh uh, no! What are we talking like a year and a half, probably? That's about the, the standard for these big shows now. But hopefully, we'll we got some stuff to keep us company. Well, that's what I was gonna say. That's yeah. so you can keep up with other stuff. Yeah. So. Do you think they're gonna greenlight a, a Pike show or not? I mean, it seems a lot of people seem to be calling for it you know I, for obvious I, reasons, not with but. like five shows <laughs> right i haven't now. heard any. i mean that's the kind of thing if you want all those actors you kind of have to grab them quickly and if it hasn't been greenlit yet i don't think it's gonna be so i mean yeah, no they, they can throw pike into seasons of other shows i mean i think it's gonna have to go come down to how um cbs online is doing i mean if it, it, it I mean, this is definitely the anchor show. I mean, they have the Twilight Zone, which I haven't watched. I don't know if that's any good or not. I watched the first couple episodes. It's okay. It's not great. It's not up to Jordan. I would say I would say it's not quite up to Jordan Peele's movie level. It's it's hard to compete with um, Black Mirror out there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, Black Mirror is definitely yeah <laughs> definitely great. But yeah, I think it has to do with with how they go. I mean, I I hate to see them you know make it the star trek network all the time only star trek but if that's what it takes it's kind of chicken shit that they wouldn't give it a chance to put it on network tv would a show like this work on network tv or do you think it would i don't see why not yeah i mean they just have to cut out the fox yeah and if they i mean they lightened up on them a touch you know did we even get any of this no this season there was a fuck i think there was a fuck this season and i think um there was a few shits, yeah, that, that, but there weren't any Klingon tits. No, which was, you know, thankful. The biggest eye rolling, for... I think, this season was the was the Kelpians flying the tar creature starship. Yeah, I was kind of all right. These guys were harvesting seaweed last week. Yeah, <laughs> all of a sudden they're 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 able to fly this. Hey, yeah, they they were Amish a week ago, and now they're <laughs> yeah. like they didn't even star have pirates. Them. They didn't even have zippers, you know, and all of a sudden they're 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 flying these these starships around, which which makes maybe when they lose their when when uh, they lose their ganglia, they get super smart. You know? I, I, well, think that, that's I think that's kind of implied, super, actually. Yeah, I think I mean, they're super smart, but they get actually they they now they get like their mojo on when yeah, because they're not they don't have to be afraid of everything. You know, there are these little biological things telling them to be afraid of like literally everything. I mean. Saru's were always going off, you know. <laughs> I mean, you're right, Chris. There was a couple of shit to bed moments, but not as many as. No, no, yeah, no. They they uh, fine tuned it from from last season. Keep listening to these shows, guys. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Alex Kurtzman, keep listening yeah. to Two Freaks, and you'll get it. You'll get it. 
honed right down to perfection. Free of charge, too. Yeah, you can steal from us at will. Have yeah. at it. Or pay us, you know? Just pay us by making good Star Trek. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad bargaining position when you start out saying do it for free or pay us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> yeah, you're right. So That's my compromise is just give us good Star Trek. I think you guys are shit capitalists, man. <laughs> you're, you're right, Scott, when you said just give us good Star Trek and we'll be happy. And I, I haven't There's no any- money in Star Trek anyway, so... Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.